0: And welcome back to another episode of Ladies First. Elizabeth and I managed to battle our way back from that terrific issue with the uh, Windows 10 Creators update. But we're good now. And we have a special episode this week. We wound up, I think, kind of working out for us time-wise. Wouldn't you say, Elizabeth?
1: I'd say so, yes.
0: Yeah, we were originally going to be talking about Sense8. And then, unfortunately, Netflix decided that they were going to cancel the show On the first day of Pride Month, which got us to thinking about our shows, and especially our diverse shows, and the support we may or may not be giving them, and we realized we kind of really want to talk about this. So, buckle up, we're going to be in for kind of a heavy episode. Uh, We actually have a guest with us. Uh, Hadil is joining us. She is a talent manager for Geek Girl Con and a writer, and she also used to work at Nintendo.
2: So, hello. Hadeel, say hello. Hi. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank oh, you for we're very joining happy to have us. You. We really appreciate it. Um, we're going to go ahead and kick right off of this, because this is kind of a loaded show, and we want to make sure we have enough time to cover everything. Um But basically, in light of Sense8 being canceled, and even before then, um, The Get Down was canceled by Netflix, Uh Uh, there have been other shows with more ethnically or religiously or whatever you would like to say, uh, non-white, diverse content that have really kind of been struggling. And we kind of wanted to take a look at our own community because there's still work that we need to be doing within the women loving women community. So, we are going to kick this off obviously since is the cause du jour right mm-hmm. now. It did not help that they canceled it on the first day of Pride because that show I, can't I believe. that show practically screams homo. <laughs> and canceling I can't believe that nobody. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can't believe that nobody who works there that this didn't occur to them.
0: That somebody didn't say, well, you know, this is bad
1: timing, wait a month? Yeah, or cancel it early, because it's clear that the decision, was, the decision was probably made a month ago.
2: Oh, yeah, like a while ago.
1: Yeah, I think around the Christmas special was probably about when they sort of knew, like, okay, this is going to be it.
0: And again, it's disappointing. Part of the reason, I'm sure, is the price tag attached to this. I know with the get-down, they spent $120 million dollars. On just that one season, which, I mean, that is more than it takes to make some blockbuster movies.
1: But There the, are some DC properties that could not make back that budget. Yes. Yeah.
0: But at the same time, you know, we still see that they're keeping up with other shows that may have some expensive budgets. And we see this all across the board as well. It's not just Netflix. Netflix just, you know, right now they're the... Perpetrator that most recently pulled the plug. Um, you know, you have movies that are very, very diverse that seem to hit a lot of content that we say we want that don't necessarily do well at the box office either. Um, and especially when we come to queer content. Um, I know... It, it can really be argued, and there, there are facts to back this up. Um, Elizabeth took a look at the uh, 2015 stats from GLAAD on... I actually looked at several years. Okay, um, well, she looked I at just, several I, I years. She gave it. me the stats for 2015.
1: I did... Well, the reason why I did 2015 is because that was sort of, sort of the average for about the last five years. Okay. Um, but, yeah, around... Like, within queer representation, about 75% of it tends to be white. Or white presenting.
0: Right. So we're already starting off the bat. Queer representation is is in and of itself a minority. But then you go down even deeper and, you know, based on just the 2015 stats alone, 69% of these gay characters on just broadcast networks are white. 19% are black. 7% are Latino and 6% are Asian. So, I mean, you try and go and find a Native American or um, a Muslim or, you know, even drilling down further, it's almost non-existent. Forget even 6%, we'd be lucky to get one. Yeah. So, we're already at a disadvantage but then when we start talking about our siblings or persons of related cause, because I'm, I'm trying very hard to be respectful of anybody with a genderqueer identity, but anybody who's in our community that isn't, you know, default white, they're already struggling to find representation. And then when we get representation, the majority of it is still white. So there's still that sense of, well, I get... To see part of myself, but then I'm still kind of begging for breadcrumbs. Yep. And Hadil, did you have any
2: I'm just like nodding like a ball ahead? I'm like, I know exactly how that feels. Um yeah, (laughs) it's for me I if I've almost kind of like given up the search at this point. I never got a chance to like sit down and watch all of Sensei. I know there's only two seasons, I'm probably gonna do it this weekend. But it's it's one of those things where it's just like should I just like stop looking? Do I need to make it myself? It's 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 hard enough to find any queer content and any women love women that is not like super male gazy. That's just not a thing that I like. Or it's just like that like like suffering lesbian couple, and I'm like, what about we just had like a really cute, fun slice of life movie with like two brown women who are in love? Like, is that so much to ask? Well, it's, the
0: stats are in, and yes, it is.
2: Yes, it's too much. It's just too much. Um,
0: well, the interesting thing that
1: uh, the um, interesting thing with this is that as like because I'm like you know I'm a I'm a white affluent woman lesbian uh, and. Even myself, personally, it wasn't until a few years ago that I even recognized that this was an issue, because we had increased the number of queer ladies on TV, I just was sort of in the mindset where I was like, oh, well, things are so much better than they used to be, and then I sort of started to get more exposure to people, to um, queer women who didn't look like me, and I had that epiphany of like, oh, wait, things really aren't that great, are they? Because the, uh, the... The majority of lesbians on TV or bisexual women, they look like me. And that's the problem. (laughs) Because everybody else on TV looks like me too.
0: Well, and we see this as a problem and I think it bleeds over into our fandoms as well. And I remember I used to do some interviews with some uh, queer lady fiction authors. And I remember the author of ghost in the machine she told me once that she wrote a novel that was specifically two women of color protagonists and she would get comments from her readers like well i just imagine them as white i'm just gonna go ahead and do the blonde and brunette <laughs> and we've talked about would... in previous episodes you know that it's a long-standing trope that kind of goes back to xena but this is the downside of those tropes Because we're so used to, like, default white that when we start subbing that in and erasing our fellow siblings' identities just so, you know, we can have our default trope in our head, that's a real problem.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And it kind of goes back to, you know, we say we want more representation, and... I think we have to be very careful and really do some self-reflection when we say this. Are we saying, I want it because there's a particular ship I want? Or am I wanting it because it's the right thing to do?
1: Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah. So Because a lot of the discourse feels very phony because of it. Especially when you have a show where it is where it's not as popular or it's not as successful. And people will say, well, you're not. Watching it, you should watch it, and you sort of almost want to snap back. Did you watch it? Right, because a lot of it is just a lot of it is just posturing, or it comes across as being posturing, especially if it's coming from white people. Well,
0: and again, I'm not trying to demonize our um, white
1: siblings. Um, no, no, that's not what I meant. That's it's not more what we're just, trying um, to do,
0: but we're trying to start this conversation about how sincere are we when we say we want this diversity? Are we backing it up by actually supporting this queer content that does feature, uh, you know, women or other queer persons of color? Uh, Benny Lawrence, that was the author I'd interviewed. And the book she was talking about was called rabbits of the apocalypse. So you have two noticeably not white women in a dystopian uh, fictional setting, which is rare, and it really kind of struck me that the people who would comment on there just didn't think a thing of all, at all about swapping out racial identities just because they wanted it to fit their you know
1: short blonde woman and tall brunette. Well, re- remember how shocked people were that Rue was black in the Hunger Games? Even though she was explicitly that. stated as being black in the book.
0: And I guess this is something, you know, it's something we have to kind of work on. Of, I say I want to be better about this, and it's very easy to say this. But where are we putting our money versus where we put our mouths? Are we backing yes. it up by are we supporting these? Um, I know a movie recently, the Power Rangers movie. Yes, I'm talking about it again. I freaking love it. Sorry, <laughs> but it only had we one all have white our lead. Health. It only had one white lead, and it featured a Latina superhero who was also queer. And in the movie, uh, she was coming to terms with the fact that she was not entirely straight. And it was a small part, but you know, the actress and the director indicated should they get a sequel, that was going to be explored more and more. And not only did it feature this character, um, it had a non-stereotypical Asian male character. It had an Indian superhero, an autistic black boy. Yeah, uh, a black superhero who's on the autistic spectrum that was very authentically done. It wasn't, you know, oh special Sheldon type that we normally associate it with. And it hit a lot of the representation points. That you see a lot of people around the internet and in certain communities saying they want. And yet it didn't really perform like they hoped it would. It made its money back, yes. Is it going to get a sequel? Probably not, unfortunately. Probably not. I mean... That always kind of, like... It may do so well in DVDs, they decide to risk one more time, but... It's probably not.
1: Sorry, okay. you were saying, Hadil?
2: Oh, it's fine. Um, it's always kind of hard, I think, for me, when it's like you see something, people will be like, I want this. And then you get this. And I'm like, no, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> like, But it's, it's one of those things where I wish – because I, I – oh, Power Rangers. So good. I wish I know, more people right? would have gone to see Power Rangers. But you get – and it happened with Ghostbusters too. It's just those people who like cling to nostalgia and you know who I'm talking about. Like the white dudes who are like, Well, this isn't exactly like how it was in the nineties. I'm like, Well, it's not the nineties. It's not the nineties anymore. It's well, two thousand and seventeen. And Power really Rangers saw...
1: is awesome. Really and Ghostbusters saw... was better than the original. Oh, so good. <laughs> I know. Hashtag unpopular opinion. But like
0: Well, and I opinion. really saw online, especially within our own community, it was Well, I thought about seeing Power Rangers, but it's not my style. See, I have
1: that problem where I just don't care for... I still went to see it. I just don't care for Power Rangers. Like, I thought it was okay. But I think that's... The problem is, is we have this expectation of perfection, Mm -hmm. And you kind of have to be, like, you have to be willing to go and watch a movie that's a 7 out of 10. Just to, you need to show up. That's the thing. Yeah.
0: We're not going to get to the 10s unless we start supporting the 6s and 7s. Yeah. Exactly. And, again, obviously everybody has their own personal taste. If it is really not your thing, and, you know, you would just rather be kicked by a horse than go see it, that's fine. But if you're kind of on the fence... And there are certain mediums that are not really your thing, but you also understand that. Well, if I don't support this, I'm probably not going to get this. At some point, it's not ideal, but we kind of have to suck it up and support our shows.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: because there Elizabeth is also has the said before, Elizabeth has said this before. Um, was it failure in Hollywood? Um, we've talked about this. Uh.
1: What specific aspect of it? The failure in Hollywood hinges
0: almost entirely on... um...
1: Financial success.
0: Right. Or if you can
1: justify your budget. Yeah, no, that... Yeah, that's exactly what it is, is that... And, like, it's... That's the thing that I hate about the Get Down and Sensei and why they were canceled, is that anybody... Anybody can look at the budgets of those shows and go, yeah, I get it. $120 million? Oh my god. That's absurd. Especially when the DC shows are, are cost about $40 million a apiece. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, the, if the question is why did Iron Fist get renewed, it's because Ugh. everybody and their mother's that's uncle watched Marvel, it. That's Marvel,
0: Elizabeth. That's Marvel, not DC. Sorry. Marvel.
1: <laughs> my mistake. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, you know, y'all know what I meant.
0: So... <laughs> But yes, but I'm a comics that, editor. I have to correct that.
1: I know. I know. So, but that's the thing is that everybody watched it because they wanted to see what the big screaming deal was. But but with Netflix, especially since Netflix doesn't do advertising revenue, at least they don't do it the same way that traditional things do. And a lot of their internal advertising is based upon what you've already watched because there's all those algorithms. So, this is a media medium where it's actually kind of hard to advertise things that are slightly out of people's taste without literally throwing it at them. And people don't like that. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So then you have this issue of budget and then you have this issue of, it's hard to get these shows exposure. And so it's not really a wonder why these shows with these humongous budgets are having a harder time justifying these budgets with the number of people who watch the show
0: and i think that's where fan support comes in and i'm gonna throw out um hadila you know winona erp right i don't oh goodness okay well winona erp is this magical little cracky show on sci-fi it starts season two starts this week on the ninth on friday night um and one of the main pairings on that show are a bisexual woman and a lesbian and that show was really on the bubble and it sci-fi i personally do not think did a very good job of promoting it its first season but it developed a cult fan base and they campaigned and wrote in and wrote in and wrote in to sci-fi and they got a second season and a lot yes. of that is because they realize there is an audience for this that we could at least give it one more t- one more go around.
1: Yeah, I but just, then we're looping. Sorry,
2: go ahead. I said I just Google it. I'm like, oh, it's Canadian. That's how you know it's good.
1: <laughs> I was yeah. I was actually just I had that thought because Lost Girl was also Canadian and an Emily. Oh, um, Emily Andress who did Lost Girl, bright soy owner. So. But then we're we're still back to, with Nicole and Waverly, we're back to the tall, small, brunette, redhead. They're still white. are yeah, white. two white women.
0: <laughs> so... The question is, would we... Would they have had that support if one of those characters, or both of those characters, were a woman of color?
2: Mm.
0: History says probably not. So, it's already an uphill battle just to get content with queer women to begin with. So what are we doing to try and support the content that maybe isn't necessarily reflective of you, but it's still reflective of our greater community? Because at the same time, I don't think that you can't get some kind of relatability out of, if you're white, out of a movie featuring women of color. Um, I've talked to Elizabeth. Saving Face is one of the most important movies I've ever watched.
1: It's one of the most important gay films ever made.
0: And it came out at a time where I really kind of felt hopeless and I was still in the closet. And I got to see these two women and no, they didn't look like me. But they had a similar enough story that it still resonated with me. And that's okay. I can still get that relatability out of content even though they don't necessarily look like me and I think that's a mindset that we have to really start examining again of how do I empathize with these other characters you know if they don't fit that trope of you know tall and small and redhead or blonde or brunette you know how can I overcome that kind of internalization and still find that empathy that resonates with me And again, I'm saying this as a white-passing Native American woman. I mean, you look at me; you, everything is coded white. But I still have enough cousins and aunts and uncles to know that just finding Native representation on something for them that isn't horrendously offensive, like westerns where they're all slaughtered,
1: is hard. Or the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Ugh. Yeah
0: moving on from that so what are we doing you know what can we do what can we reflect on ourselves you know what can we be doing to support these shows are we supporting them as as well as we should or are we kind of doing lip service like again I think Hadil you were telling me that it's you say you want this but then when it comes out it's like oh it's not really what I want
2: Yeah, it's like you put, I think, especially when it comes to any sort of adaptation where, um, you know, if nothing visual has been done with it before, like a book or um, sometimes comics, but obviously comics are a visual medium. And it usually tends to go in the opposite way where it's like, oh, this is a person of color. They're white now. Like, oh, that's really interesting and unnecessary. Um, But it's like when you get that... um, that first visualization you always kind of had an idea in your mind of what so-and-so looked like or sounded like and they completely don't look like that anymore and it's sometimes i think especially for people who um, are in the majority and this person of character like or uh, this person uh, their character like rue is suddenly like black even though it was explicitly said in the book that she was black. And they're like, I don't understand that this person does not look like me. I'm very confused. Um, But I mean, for me, I have kind of the opposite problem where I don't read as white. I'm not white passing at all. Um, So nothing is really for me. So when it is, even if it's problematic, I cling to it really, really tightly. Um, But I, I do kind of wish that people would just, um, you know, kind of look, do what people of color have to do and look outside themselves um, for media and just kind of deal with it. I know it sounds kind of harsh, but I mean, for... Well, harsh is good.
0: It's, it's yeah. not necessarily harsh. I mean, this is your reality.
2: Yeah, like, a lot of the... the. Um... I, I don't remember the name of the movie off the top of my head. Um, it came out fairly recently. It was an independent movie. It had Katherine Heigl in it. And I want to say Alexis Bledel. Oh, Jenny's
0: huh? Wedding? Jenny's Wedding.
2: <laughs> Jenny's Wedding. And I was like, oh, that's... It was a good movie for what it was. It was like a really sweet movie. And it wasn't the typical like women love women everywhere where like one of them dies or it's like super tragic it was like oh their parents are not super into this and they ended up coming around and that's not the reality for a lot of people mm-hmm. but for a lot of the things that this particular couple and it was like a tall blonde and a small brunette um <laughs> it's like i don't see myself in these in these two wealthy white women who I mean, yes, they, they share, like, a common problem where their family is just like, I don't know about this, um, but ultimately, like, it's missing, like, a lot of layers that something like Moonlight, which is uh, not Women Love Women, but moonlight brings like race and class into the bigger picture of like homosexuality as well um whereas this not so much it was just like kind of a like sad oh can you believe how backwards these people are movie and it's just like oh this movie could have been great and i wonder how that movie would have been had one of them been a, um, a woman of color like how would um the family react to um their daughter not only dating a woman but dating like a black woman or a latina woman um I would kill uh, for that
1: movie.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. well, we, like have to, bend, we have to make bend it Bend it
0: like Beckham. Oh, like, yeah, bend it, it like, like Beckham. If they'd Beckham actually kept that relationship in there instead of changing it, that would have been so amazing.
2: I know. Yeah. I remember watching that movie as a teenager. That was, like, one of the first movies that I thought was, like, I'm like, I wonder if they are together secretly. Yeah. And it ended up not Originally, being that. but like
0: the theory is they were. <laughs> and then yeah. they had to change it.
2: Because I think that movie came out when I was in, like, high school and I really wanted it to happen secretly because, obviously, I wasn't out at the time. But I'm like, I wonder if, like, they're also gay or they're also right? bi. Um, but and then I was, like, super disappointed. And but when I went because I saw it in a theater, my friends were like, oh, my gosh, can you believe they almost like she didn't get the guy? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, totally. So, so glad that happened. That she got It's
1: interesting. Point it's interesting you brought that up which this is actually something that occurred to me that gay women even gay white women we did go through this once upon a time where you didn't see yourself on screen and then now that we do it's like we're not we're not willing to do the work anymore it's like there's um oh i'm blanking on her name but there's a a poet who has a poem about white feminism and there's a line in it that's that white feminism promises to unlock the door as long as we host her up on our shoulders through the window
2: mm-hmm.
0: so That's like think... paying it forward kind of stalled
2: yeah um yes. you're saying like there was a time when like women loving wasn't really on screen and if it was it was like a joke kind of like any sort of homosexuality or like bisexuality was like kind of a joke um where it's like oh once she finds the hot dude she'll be cured of that or it's like oh she's like a butch or like because that's unattractive in some way or um like she changes her mind by the end of the movie and i'm like i wish (laughs) it was that easy are you
0: kidding me yeah well and again even in media we still ship characters who are you know straight in canon that hasn't even stopped
2: oh yeah never for me i'm like all these all of them are are they all boyfriends all girlfriends i do that every time i can't be trusted with any sort of media because i'm like "Hmm, look at all these boyfriends and girlfriends together all of them
1: well it's because because queer people flock together like, it's sort of funny how you, like, a lot of people have this experience where you look back in high school and you're like, I had a really weirdly diverse group of friends. What's the common thread here? And then you get into college and you're like, oh, we're all queer.
2: Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're all, mm, I see what happened here.
1: <laughs>
0: I did not necessarily have that, but <laughs> I understand. In high school,
2: not so much. I, I didn't have it in high school and not even really, because I grew up in like, rural Florida, so I didn't really have, like... That group of friends until I moved out to Seattle, where I'm like, there's something weird about my group of oh, they're all they're all that's gay the, and bisexual. That's now the
0: through thread right there.
2: Yeah, I'm like, uh, <laughs> well, look at it. <laughs> you turned it. I turned them all gay, probably. <laughs> Put something northwest for the wind. Yeah, it's the plaid, um, and the the artisanal coffee probably.
1: Yeah. Well, And I also <laughs> kind of wanted to
0: touch on when we do see uh, queer women of color in shows and they're featured you know, what is their role compared to, you know, their white counterparts?
2: Small. It's so you know, small know, How usually. often are they
0: the lead compared to, you know, you're a supporting character or a tertiary character? And again, even if you get that level of representation and on some part, you're happy for it. I mean, I still have to tout Twilight as one of the best examples of authentic Native American casting and representation, and that burns. <laughs> but it is what it is. So Not even no
2: Smoke Signals?
0: Recent, like, mainstream.
2: Oh, recent movies. I'm like, oh, I thought Smoke Signals is pretty good. But yeah, if you're talking about, like, recent, you know, that's probably the only one you're going to... That's the only one I can think of, actually. Right, so
0: when we have our, you know, queer media, and we're still, you know, we're still settling, trying to rise above settling for table scraps, but then we have these women of color, and how often are they the lead, or how often are they kind of like the hero of that story? It's still very, very often the white woman.
2: Yeah, I can only...
0: Outside. I, I mean, yes, don't... there was
2: Santana Lopez. I can only think of, like, one that I have personally watched where I was super shocked by it. and I'm like, mm-hmm. are you sure? Like, it's not a mistake. And, of course, like, <laughs> I, I'll be honest, it was in the series finale, and I was a little bit bummed about that. But, I mean, you can't, I can't just, like, pull money and give it to what the creators and be like, make another Legend of Korra. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say,
1: you're talking about Korra, aren't you?
2: I was so, I when I, because I recently watched cora like the whole way through but i remember when it happened i didn't have like tv or cable at the time um i remember when it happened i saw like the actual clip and i was like no shit are you kidding me i was super shocked by it uh one because it's i mean air quotes a kid's show and on nickelodeon but two like those women aren't white Matter no. of fact, they're both of them are women of color and it's just like two different of, kinds
1: of women of color Two
2: yeah. different kinds. It was
0: still an interracial relationship.
2: Yeah. And that's like always the funniest thing where they're like, Oh, this, this thing features this movie or a piece of media features an interracial or interracial relationship. And I'm like, which one of them is going to be the white? <laughs> I, I would love <laughs> to have media. And I think Sense8 has it. I haven't seen it, but, um, interracial relationships that are not like a white and then another it's like i want it to be two um, different people of color it's totally fine
0: yeah that's still i mean again newsflash. this is still an interracial relationship i know for a lot of us at some point that was kind of default interracial relationship and unfortunately with the context of the united states history with uh miscegenation that was you know white and not white but you know we do need to move out of that thinking
2: definitely
1: yeah. and you yeah
0: know, for, for the it's co- a predominantly
1: co- american point of view too
0: yeah it is and it, you know to be fair that is um but also like you know when these characters are receiving attention who who's driving that because I guarantee you, most of the time, it's probably not one of our white community members, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Um, There's also the problem that when you grow up white, it's like, you know, like I said, like, I grew up white and rich.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so, and my parents are incredibly racist. And... So you want to say, like, if you're someone who's trying to enlighten yourself, especially as a white woman, I want to say I'm not racist, but I can never really say that for sure, because so much of it you don't even think about. Like, when you look back and you think about all of the pe- the people of color characters that you didn't like, and you've come up with all of these reasons why you didn't like them, but then at some po- hopefully there's a point where you have that epiphany where you're like, oh, wait, that wasn't like, it's because they're not white. Like, that mm-hmm. was the underlying thing. So that's the problem, is that a lot of a lot of racism is just sort of ingrained in a way that people are very resistant to changing.
0: Yeah. It's very internalized. And then again, you know, you also have the other problem of somebody who is not of a culture or race trying to write about that culture or race and only using stereotypes. Um,
2: Yeah. And that doesn't help to like, um, unpack at all um it just makes it worse i found where it's like oh i didn't like this character because she's loud and aggressive and i'm like is she black and they're like well yeah i'm like mm, interesting, <laughs> yeah interesting.
0: well i remember even just you know some of my cousins they'll be talking about movies that they've seen and they'll have like their white friends like well i didn't really like this character and they're like well, why? And they can't pinpoint the reason. And they'll give just all didn't these like, like them. Yeah, they can't. Pin- I just, I just didn't care for them. And they're like, well, what, were they white? Well, that doesn't have anything to do with
1: it. Yeah, it doesn't
2: matter. I'm like, I'm not all, so.
1: yeah, I'm sure that you believe that that has nothing to do with it, but that's not the case.
2: And, and I think again, part of it comes from like they're just not used to seeing like, if, especially. Um, if that person of color is like a main character. They're not used mm-hmm. to seeing non-white main characters so they're like what is this? I didn't like them as much as I liked the white main character and I'm just like, are you sure? Yeah. Try again. Did yeah. we watch the same well,
1: movie? I've talked about this before just talking about general queer representation is that like like part like with the, the role of fan fiction and fan art in the community is that when you're part of a minority, you're so used to doing so much of the work to make oh. things fit that you just, like, you are astounded that there are people who aren't used to having to do this work. Like, I have a friend who's a he's a straight white dude, and he loves all of the Marvel shows, but it was like literally pulling teeth to get him to watch Jessica Jones just because it was a female hero. And he was utterly insistent that that had nothing to do with it.
0: And again, we're we're not trying to overtly demonize anyone, but we are trying to say, you know, self-reflection is not a bad thing. In fact, I think it's yeah. a necessity.
1: It's, and a, it's, it's a sociology and a psychology problem. You need to be made, you cannot start to fix your problems, especially like these things, like these social constructs. You can't start to fix them until somebody brings it to your attention. Right.
0: And this you kind have, of also. You have to
1: rip off the band-aid
0: right so we're, we're trying to gently-ish rip the band-aid off um and, and this, al- this also goes to and I think it is ignorance and I'm not saying this is out of malice but how we talk about our fandoms there are times when there's ignorance that I know needs to be addressed and we have to be able to figure out a way to address it
1: um I We need know. to learn how to. We, we need, need to, to learn, learn how, how to critique talk to and criticize without yes. call out culture. Yes.
2: Yeah, and I've, I'll, I'll be like completely honest. Especially as like, I'm working right now to like kind of unpack it. I used to be super big into like dragging people on Twitter, and I, I'm sure it was like. I need woke points, but I thought at the time it was the right thing to do, because Mm. I know how hurtful it is to be on the other side of comments that people are saying, but, I mean, I didn't come out of the room, like, waving like the Underground Railroad book or, like, like, Glorious Time. Nobody Nobody does. does. And I've, like, I have, like, this little mantra. I put it on, like, a post-it note, and I, like, put it next to my computer, and it's, like, everybody's problematic, including you. And Mm. it's especially like the Arab community is super, uh, we have a big problem with um, anti-black racism and I need to work on that. Like making sure that like black Muslims have like, you know, pass the mic, don't speak for them, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Collecting my own when they are acting a fool in a black woman's mentions. But I used to participate in call-out culture because I thought it was the right thing to do. And I I definitely think that a lot of people that do it think it's the right thing to do because they know that what is being said is wrong. But I think they forget that the people they're speaking to are actually people. Right. it, it took me getting, like, super dragged to be like, holy shit, maybe this is not the best way to go about this. And then, like, when you think about it, and a lot of people just, like, they see something, and then they just go. They just go with it. They don't take time to do any extra research. And it was, I want to say maybe, like, a week or two ago where... um Somebody drew, I want to say, like Voltron fan art, or it was fan art I saw on Instagram. It was beautiful, oh, or no, it was no. it was um, um, My Little Pony fan art, like the whole like headcanon of Fluttershy being hijabi, and I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. It was like this beautiful watercolor uh, picture that somebody had posted, and then like some random dude in the comments in in the tweet linking to the picture was like, Islam is cancer, and. I was like, mm, I need to, like, rip somebody a new one. But I clicked on the profile because I wanted to be with, like, one of those bot accounts or whatever. Like, one of those all right. Dude is 15 years old. It's not my yep. job as a nearly 30-year-old woman to drag a teenager. That's not appropriate. It's not an appropriate reaction to that. And I'm like, hey, let's, like, think about the things you're saying. And, you know, like, this is really – this can be really hurtful for people. Like, maybe, like – don't say stuff like this. I can see that you're somebody that is a compassionate person. You have that you're a vegan in your in your profile. I, I think I see where you're coming from. You know, the news is feeding you a lot of really scary stuff right now, but, like, I think that this is a little bit of a reach. Here are some books that you could read. But there were, like, people who were just, like, dragging him to hell. And I'm like, guys, this is a teenager. He's got, like, I don't know how long he's been, 15 years old? But, I mean, his account was new. So, I mean, God alone knows he might have turned 15 yesterday Which means he is 14 in a day And that's mm-hmm. still really young I mean 15 is really young 18 is really young And they don't know this stuff yet So the it's whole
1: also... Sorry go ahead oh, The
2: whole dragon culture Like I'm I, I like trying to remove myself from it um, Another thing that happened recently Was Feminist Frequency ran a um, Interview with G. Willow Wilson Who is a fantastic woman I love her so much um, about Miss Marvel and they hired a non-Muslim white artist to draw like the header that went with it and they whitewashed Kamala and a lot of people were super upset myself included it was the first day of Ramadan I was very hungry um,
1: <laughs> so it's like
2: a lot of people were super upset including myself and the artist was like really young. I want to say she's early twenties and she was super apologetic and was like, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I wasn't thinking because she doesn't have to. I, I'm the same way. Like all of the people I draw are Brown. All of the people I, I write are Brown. Cause I don't think as a white person. And it's like, she was just getting like dragged to hell. And, the onus isn't on one person when somebody makes a mistake in fandom, um, especially if they're being published. There's um, Feminist Frequency has, like, an entire, like, system of editors and copywriters and artistic directors that could have been, like, hey, can we, like, darken this a little bit? Have you, like, here's some references, or here's, like, the hex codes that would be more appropriate for this. There were at least five people that should have been, like, hey, this isn't this isn't okay, let's try again, instead of like, being like, yeah, no, looks good, even though we know that it's wrong. We're gonna let you publish this on our heavily trafficked site, and just see what happens. So, oh, there was, like, a couple of steps of failure there. So, it's just, like, we need to be super careful in fandom, because I think there are so many young people here, and, you know, mm-hmm. people have their own interpretations, especially for things like podcasts, or, um, Books where they this is what I think this character looks like and they draw it and everybody's like you suck kill yourself and I'm like that's not the I mean that literally happened
0: that. in the Steven Universe fandom
2: oh yeah and uh, the storyboard artist like quit Twitter and I was like
1: holy shit it's not I mean, constructive it's also that like this is like I went to I went to animation school and um it just just occurred to me we had like one model that wasn't white. And these are like and we're talking like like one of the best animation schools in the state and like these top tier amazing anatomy illustrators teaching you, but the only thing they teach you how to draw is white people.
2: Yeah, so I mean especially for, for artists who are traditionally trained, they're already kind of set up for failure and uh, even those who are like self learn a lot of the books that I flipped through are super white like all of the models are white and um, especially if they go off of anime or manga where Mm -hmm. um, something important to say and a lot of people don't know is that people in manga are japanese even though they look white they are japanese and i was explaining this to somebody and because the whole standards of beauty is very different in japan but for the most part um like, there was an anime I was watching with a friend, and they, the anime mentioned Japanese people prefer this. It was, like, about making pizza. Um, <laughs> prefer <laughs> gu- prefer Gouda cheese anyway. And they're like, these people aren't Japanese, are they? I'm like, well, yes, this takes place in Hokkaido. It is in Japan. They are Japanese. And they're like, well, everybody looks white. I'm like, I get that. And i you know like, that's a stylistic choice. But they are... Japanese. Um, so, like, when I see fan art of, like, a, an anime character and they're drawn more Asian people, like, that's racist. I'm like, no, no, they're, this person is still Japanese.
0: <laughs> right. It, it comes to a matter of there, there are behaviors that do need to be corrected. But we've just gotten so far in this call-out culture that if you do make that mistake, how do we you know, point this out. I mean, just for a specific reference, um, Supergirl this season, the, had Lena Luther had two secretaries in two different episodes. They were both Asian women. And there was a certain part of fandom that even though <laughs> these were very different women, you could look and see, it's like, yes, these are not the same person.
1: Thought it was the same person. Oh no. They are two completely, like they're from two completely different Asian countries clearly they are not the same person.
0: Yeah, I think it was like, one was Malaysian, one was Korean.
2: Those are very different.
0: Yeah, so, I mean... Yeah, they they were clearly not the same person. You know, these are things that, you know, it's... This is a problem, especially, you know, for, like, Asian. It's that whole, oh, all X people look the same. And it's something that does need to be pointed out within our communities, and we have to figure out a better way to... I don't know if you want to say educate, but make people aware that this is not necessarily a cool thing to do. And again, the onus should not be on, you know, you to have to educate every non-Muslim person not to be an Islamophobe.
2: You know, oh yeah, definitely. I I wouldn't have time for anything else. Right. And I don't get paid for that, so... So, I mean, if know, I was getting paid, then I'd be like, yeah, quit my job. Do this yeah. all day. But
0: So we have to, like, together, <laughs> we have to figure out a way that we can, you know, be better
1: and help each other be better without I resorting think divor- to
0: call-out culture.
1: We need to divorce social activism from call-out culture because the problem is these two things have become completely conflated. Mm-hmm. That the process of participating in Call Out Culture is inspired by a probably genuine, if slightly misguided, genuine desire to be more inclusive.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. That's is... where mine came from, especially. I was like, Well, I have to say something because I am a I want to be a good person. Like it's it's important for me, which, you know, is super selfish. It's like it's important for me to no, try and be better every day. I have to make sure that when people say like stupid ass shit on Twitter.com, that I'm calling them out. But it's like, that's. I mean, there are other ways to be better than right. sitting and arguing on Twitter or dragging. And again, forth. we're not. It's also an age either.
0: thing. You know, we're not perfect either. I realized when I just said a Malaysian and a Korean actress that I just completely assumed they weren't from America, which was not what I meant to do. So even I have stuff I can improve yeah. on. You know, nobody is perfect. Like Hadil was saying with that post-it note, you know, everybody is problematic, including you. So we have to have at least some kind of environment where this can be broached so we can be better.
2: And I, like, kind of on the the whole fandom and being problematic and call-out culture is, I see another side of fandom that I'm really glad is kind of dying out Um, And I I don't want to, like, say, oh, it's because of Call Out Culture. I think it's Call Out Culture has kind of made people more aware. Just even seeing it on the fringes, like, oh, I don't want that to happen to me. But the whole your fave is problematic thing where it'd be like, oh, you like this? Well, here's all the ways that it sucks. And I'm like, I know that, but I still like it. Because if you're looking for perfect media, you're never going to
0: find it. You can't let perfect be the enemy of good.
2: I know. Oh, I, I used to be like, well, I will never consume anything that is bad in any way, and I watched nothing. I played no games. I there was nothing on TV. Um, it's just, it. I'm a lot more critical of the mistakes that are made, and I want to be like, oh, I wonder, like, who let that pass uh, through creative? But right, <laughs> it's still well, it's like, like I'm still said. enjoying it.
0: It's like Elizabeth said, you know, you can't always expect a ten and not. Want to support something that's a seven? Yeah, she said it better. And we and I need just to support
1: it. But... Uh, we need to support the sevens. Like that's really what it comes down to is that because even like like something like Wonder Woman, there are a lot of little things that had to happen for Wonder Woman to get made. And Wonder Woman is a ten out of ten, but there were a lot of sixes and sevens that had to come before Wonder Woman was given its its chance. Mm-hmm. But this is proof of concept that eventually you can get something that is that good. It's just, you have to wait. Which nobody likes, that's actually like a big problem with um, intersectionality and queer communities. That nobody wants to hear you have to wait your turn, but progress is incremental. And these two things are constantly at war with each other.
2: And I think another, another thing on that is like, using Wonder Woman as an example, it took 14 years for the director to be trusted with this budget and this movie. Like if she was a mediocre white dude, they would have given her to her like years ago. But I remember reading a, I want to say like it was like a quote or in a book um, it was part of a lecture series where this professor was talking about how um, she's a mathematician that when the men in her class did something wrong they, as an individual, were bad at math. But when she did something mm-hmm. wrong, mm-hmm. girls are bad at math. And it's like my everybody's like, oh, I like how well Wonder Woman did. Let's make a Miss Marvel movie. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Wait, like I'm willing to wait for it. Pauline Aaron Burr, I'll wait for it. Because if that movie doesn't do as well as Wonder Woman does, they're like, oh, you can't make movies about Muslims. It's, that's why, because it did bad. I'm
1: like, pick huh. something. This is going to sound terrible. Pick something less of a stretch. Like Batgirl would be and a good then option to go to it. do next.
0: Again, though you, yeah, it all comes it. back to you have to support it. What I really like uh, that I've seen recently, the YouTube content creators have started to, you know, it's not necessarily on the main screen or mainstream shows or movies, but you start seeing these YouTube content creators that have their online series that are just, oh, yeah. you know, automatically adding that diversity in. I know, um, Caitlin Alexander is couple-ish. One of the leads is, um, a black queer woman, uh, played by Mercedes Morris. And, you know, she's just, she, she's there. It wasn't like this huge Padu. It was just, it was natural and she's a major character. So we are starting to see some movement for this, at least with the independent creators and the content creators online. But it for any, to, we have to start supporting them and build it up and
1: build it up. For any media, always, if you're looking for true diversity and for something fresh, always look to the indies. This is especially mm-hmm. true for games. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, and television as well.
0: But, again, and I know I'm hammering this, but it can't be said enough. You have to support them. Instead of just saying, oh, I like them, and then go watch only the scenes you like. Or maybe not watch an episode, but watch somebody's recap that they just show the scenes you like. That's not giving it the support it needs. Yeah. It still needs those ratings. So, yeah, I understand. Maybe if you like a certain show and you only like that one pairing for it, and you don't want to watch the full episode, just the YouTube recaps of those scenes. Suck it up and watch the episode. The ratings <laughs> do matter. You know, you have to put your money where your mouth is when you can.
1: And the thing is, is that, like, ultimately the decision is always going to be financial. Like, I know that there's all, there's a lot of social aspects to it. But you need when we say support it, you need to go buy a damn ticket. You need to buy the game. You need to watch the show on TV live as it airs. Or you need to record it with a DVR. Because those stats are also tracked. Mm-hmm. Because this is these are the because you know Twitter and and Tumblr and all that that support is icing on the cake. What they're making these decisions based on are things like the Nielsen ratings, yeah. or like with games, especially with games, the first month sales are basically the what determines the future of a, of a franchise. Sometimes even just the first week. Yeah,
0: or you know, at the movie office. Uh, a box office obviously that's king that's how they decide on it very rarely you get a second shot of like the dvd sales go through the roof but they're still looking at the first couple weeks of sales so yeah opening again, weekend yeah opening weekend maybe the second weekend but we have to be supporting these you have to put your money where your mouth is i mean you can claim all day long you want all of this diverse content but at the end of the day are you actually backing that up with your actions?
1: As much as you can, of course. Like, well, And especially with games. Games are an expensive hobby. Right. So if you can't always, if you can't buy everything, that's understandable. But maybe make the diverse content the thing that you buy the day it comes out. And the things that don't quite need your financial support so much, maybe wait a bit on those.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or,
1: you know, it's like with um, Miss Marvel.
0: You know, are you still supporting these books? Or uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur? Or, um, what was it? The Incredible Iron Man with Riri, is that
2: her... Yeah, Riri Williams.
0: Yeah. Um, And that's just on Marvel. You know, are you supporting Jessica Cruz and Green Lanterns uh, over on DC? You know, at some point, you have to just say... Am I truly going to support these? Do I truly want these? And if the answer is yes, then you have to put the work in. It can't just be, oh, I I blog about wanting this on my Tumblr or my Twitter or my Facebook, and then it just stays there.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. And I think especially like going into like you need to support the sevens before you get the tens is like you have to realize that. Um, media is always going to be political it's always going to be shaped by the political climate it's in Mm -hmm. so like would a Miss Marvel movie do well right now? Possibly but given what happened in Portland um, not too long ago Mm -hmm. uh, would I myself want to go into a dark theater where I can't see everybody around me? No, absolutely not and I wouldn't send like a group of teenage girls into a dark theater when like two people were just stabbed to death defending two, uh, white looking women. Like that's like, that's the thing that I have to worry about. And and it's just like, I maybe later I would love to see this movie, but in this political climate, no, I have more to lose than somebody who's going to go see Ms. Marvel. Um, I mean, I'm still a woman and like gender based violence is still like a huge thing. Um, but like given the backlash of the Alamo Draft House women's only screening um, and like mm-hmm. some of the like dudes f- flying off the handle on the internet about what they were going to do about it and it's like this is just gender based violence think about what happens when you throw race and religion in when th- those women are a little bit more expendable we don't care as much about those women um, media wise um, so like if I still kind of have a hard time going to movies because of what happened with uh, Batman, and that was years ago. It's like, yeah. I I don't want to... I want to enjoy the movie that's for me. Like, that's my movie. I don't want to think, like, is there going to be, like, a crazy white dude? Um, Actually, I don't want to use the word crazy. It's very ableist. Is there going to be a radicalized alt-right dude with, like, a sawed-off just going to lay into the front row? Like, that's the thing that I... I worry about like I worry about it for Wonder Woman yes and like when everybody was like oh we're going to go see it I'm like have fun be safe but I know that like the fear is a little more real right now if it was Miss Marvel movie right like there are already people freaking out about Miss Marvel being in I want to say Corey correct me if I'm wrong the animated Justice League
0: No the animated Avengers
2: Avengers, yes. She's in it like there was a clip of it and they're already like angry moms. They
0: are freaking uh, out. I thought it was amazing. I I know, I, she up sounded a just bit. how
2: I thought she would. I was like, Oh my god, it's my baby. She's right there. I know, but, and
0: you can't enjoy
2: it. Yeah, I can't and that's the thing. It's like I just want to enjoy my thing. I wanna enjoy the thing. But right like right now politically I can't yeah. enjoy the thing. So, you know, thing.
0: support it when you can and you know, try and create an environment for everybody else that they can en- enjoy it too. You know, even if you don't relate to it, if they, if this is something that they're telling you is important to them, let them feel safe. Help them feel safe. So that's actually, we're running out of time shock again. Um, <laughs> Hadil, thank you so much for. Uh, thank you very much. Thank sitting you. Sitting with us for this hour. Uh, we really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, you know, just like us and subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review. If, you know, you want to keep this conversation going, we have a thread in our forum that we're going to have linked. And you're always welcome to leave us some comments as well. We love talking to you guys. and really, it's certainly just-
1: a topic. It's a topic that warrants more than one podcast. Oh, right. Yeah.
0: This this can't be resolved in an hour and we would really like to keep this conversation going. And again, yes. you know, we want to have an open avenue and an open dialogue for this, not, you know, how some people refer to it as the quotations, the discourse.
2: <laughs> oh, the discourse.
1: But you know, I we, wish that it was still called fan wank because it is sort of masturbatory oh, in yeah, nature. I, yeah. I remember
2: the the whole fan wank. Uh
0: but we we do want to keep this conversation and this dialogue running so we'd love to hear from you guys thank you so much for tuning in um, we will be getting back on schedule uh, not next week because I kind of bumped cinematic release this is slots so we're taking their place they were very gracious to give it to us this week so we could get this special episode in so we will be back in two weeks with our next episode please tune in we love hearing from you guys and for now Have a good evening. Bye.